Good morning, everybody. This is uh, your host, Jeff Krupp. This is Political Coffee. This is the day after Thanksgiving. This is not a live show. This is a pre-recorded show. And I told you it was going to be a good one, and it is, because we have an hour-long interview with Mark Thielman to talk about his lawsuit that has to deal with voting integrity, voting transparency, fraud, and suppression. So joining us right now, uh, so uh, by the way, don't call in because uh, I'm not here. This is a pre-recorded message, as I said. Mark, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. And happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I hope you had a great one, uh, truly. Absolutely. So yep. this is um, this is big news that you and... Uh, ben Edel, Janice Dysinger, Don Powers, and Chuck Weiss, and a whole bunch of other folks from various counties have filed, including State Senator Dennis Linthicum, have mm-hmm. filed a federal lawsuit against Secretary of State Shamia Fagan and several county governments. In fact, there's about 12 county governments in there alleging voter suppression and failures to address voter fraud complaints. So you and I talked about this a little bit earlier when the the news first broke about this. I really felt this was important enough that we dive into it in a more in-depth way and allow you to both update us on kind of where we are on this thing, but also talk about the elements of it and why it's so important that that we get this lawsuit heard and we get to the process of, of discovery. So Mark, first off, again, why did you and these other folks file this lawsuit? Well, a couple of reasons. One is that, as you know, we have kind of an uh, open door election process here in Oregon. And my concern going way back, starting with 2020, but but really, as I've watched the uh, the issues, uh, you know, the, the stop the steal and, and the Jan- January 6th, and I'm going way back for people to see the flow. I was watching right. it and I realized we ha- we have a real issue. This is a real problem. And um, so I started looking into it on my own, just like a lot of people have done. And I started noticing patterns, and one of the patterns was that uh, anytime somebody alleged fraud, like you know the Giuliani team going way back to those days, um, people would acknowledge that that singular incident, but but they it was always the same story. Well, that's that's uh, that was just that one incident, or it wasn't significant enough to affect an election. Uh, not and uh, and that might be true in that single incident, but what what people weren't considering was the psychological impact that all of those anomalies and all of those reports of fraud all over the country in all kinds of states, which were later, as you know, verified in two counties in Wisconsin, for example, the Mesa County, That's Colorado right. issue yes. um, with the forensic imaging. And, and um, you know, regardless of where you landed on those things, those were, were genuine incidences of a whole, whole county system or uh, uh, having some corruption and fraud in the sense that it was significant enough to uh, um, to be declared a non-certifiable. So those those I thought, wow, not even those were enough to get uh, the federal courts uh, and most state courts to accept any of these lawsuits. So then it really hit me. I thought, boy, we're in big trouble um, because in uh, the whole the whole purpose of courts is to have uh, uh, provide for the redress of grievances. And one of the most common forms of redress agreements is the psychological impact injustice, or, you know, it could be something criminal uh, uh, that that one party might have on another. And those are always considered in court. And for the court just to arbitrarily say, we're not going to consider this, 
uh, was concerned. So I did my research and I sat down with some very smart people here in Oregon because contrary to the secretary of state who says we are the gold standard of mail-in balloting in elections, <laughs> um, yeah, right. contrary, my research said we have huge problems and literally it, the problems are so egregious that it, it, it defies credulity. In other words, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it rationally that, that smart people in positions of power would set this thing up in the way that they've done and then call it good and, and secure because, I mean, it's, it's laughable. So the, the whole motif was I'm a historian. I'm also a scientist. I double majored or triple majored in, in college. And uh, so I had a diverse way of thinking of things. And what I thought was, you know, rather than trying to prove incidents of fraud, all we really need is or uh, prove election fraud, you know, across the board. What we need to do is we need to uh, sit down and look at the psychological impact that this is having. Well, there there was a bunch of surveys, as you know, nationwide some right. done by the Republican Party. Um, and there was a survey right here in Oregon uh, um, conducted by the Secretary of State's office. Uh, Shamia Fagan reported on it in newspapers in which 70 percent of Republicans in Oregon had a low level of confidence in the integrity of the election. But the shocking bombshell was almost 40 percent of Democrats had the same rating, that they had low confidence that there weren't shenanigans going on in the election. Shamia Fagan reported on that. And here was her response, a whole series of public service announcements about starting about eight weeks before the election, declaring the gold standard process and how they, you know, they always have accurate voter rolls and that there is no fraud in Oregon. And if even though there might be a few, but it's not significant, I'm sure you read all those, Jeff. Yep. So when you when you see a government working hard to assure the people that everything's on the up and up based on uh, a survey they conducted that showed otherwise. Uh, I realized this is our opportunity. And uh, now what you don't know is the look at the timeline, eight weeks before the election, we'd already filed this lawsuit. And this is when I realized, okay, the lawsuit must be having an effect because how do you counter what we're, what we're saying? We're saying there's a whole bunch of concern. You got all these ballots floating around. Um, I mean, it's, it's almost laughable. And the government is saying anybody who denies the security of this election is crazy or a terrorist or right. a denier yeah. uh, or doesn't, or is a threat to democracy. Uh, I got news for everyone. Uh, the government is not supposed to be the entity doing that. The government's job is to address concerns, not give assurance, but to address them. And so that's the beauty of this is uh, we don't have to prove fraud. We don't have to oppose mail-in balloting. Um, all we have to say is the, the combined sum of all these anomalies is causing people to feel disenfranchised or to be cynical in their participation or outright not to vote. And, um, and that's exactly what the evidence is showing. We have a, a, a whole host of, of things documented and more coming in just, just today, by the way. Um, another, another bombshell of, of uh, wonderful usable data is being provided because there's, a, there's tons of citizens out there uh, collecting, taking video, uh, uh, documenting conversations with the elections office. And, and, and that's the beauty is all of those incidents come, come in to say that the conduct of the government, the way it structured our elections is causing harm to the psychology or the or psychological harm, a crisis of confidence. It's disenfranchising people and causing people to be cynical and or not participate in the election. And that is a violation of the 14th Amendment. Equal Protection Clause. The government should be making sure everyone feels comfortable 
voting and has confidence in the election. That is that is a requirement. So that's the big stump speech. I hope that gives people a little bit of a flavor of how it works. And they're having trouble shutting that argument down, which is why they're pushing to try to get the case dismissed. I'm sure you you've noticed that around the country. Yeah, indeed. In fact, let's let's talk about that, because I think it's it's important that uh, everybody understand <clears throat> where you're at for the moment. And that the case has not been dismissed and there is numerous opportunities for our listeners to get engaged now and over the coming yep. days to uh, to make sure that the lawsuit isn't dismissed. But something was dismissed. And sure. what was that? Well, the first thing we did was we we decided we made a decision. We filed the case and then we uh, waited a few days and we made a decision to seek what was called expedited discovery, which is a very rare thing, but it is allowed because we had an election coming up and they were already beginning to count or uh, the ballots were sent out and they were already beginning to collect ballots and, and quote, tabulate. So we pushed for early dis, early, early discovery, and, and our remedy was was hey judge, could you would you mind issuing an order to say we're going to take forensic imaging of voting ballot machines in all 12 named counties uh, right right as early as possible since the, the the tabulation process had already started in the middle of the uh, election counting process, which would be basically on closing time at, on election night. Right. And then again, another forensic image after all counting was done, and it's been a couple of weeks, and most of it's been done. But you get what I'm saying; they're still counting, as you know. So, and what that what the forensic imaging does, and why it's important, is all it does is take a snapshot of every uh, zero and one on a hard drive at any given point in time, and that's it. And then you can compare um, that data and see what has changed. And if something's changed, like if somebody put an algorithm machine, forensic imaging is the, is the accepted, uh, legal standard for, for catching those things and, and administering or, um, uh, it, what do you call it? Submitting them as exhibits in court. And by the way, Jeff, so listeners know the number one customer and user of forensic imaging, it's not corporate America. It's the government which ah. is really ironic that they wouldn't allow that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is <laughs> indeed, it is ironic. So, so you made the request for the forensic images um, mm -hmm. from each of the counties. And yep. you did this, as I read through your complaint, you did it and you cited the Mesa County, Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, what they found there, that the forensic images that they had taken showed all kinds of elections um the the black box of the machines <laughs> did things yes. illegally that it wasn't allowed to do different databases it erased some things so on and so forth mm -hmm. so yeah you you asserted a, a number of things here including that this was a pretty narrow request. It wasn't going to be a big burden to the counties. True. The, the court considered your arguments, and what did the court do? Well, they, they basically said that we hadn't submitted any evidence that would justify granting such an unusual request of early discovery. And, um, and again, once again, the judge completely missed the point. They, uh, the counties, in their opposition to the request, cited or had the attorney general of Colorado, which shows you 
very humorous that they would go through all this trouble, but they got an affidavit from the attorney general of Colorado said there was no fraud in the Mesa County. It, it, uh, the data errors were created by one, the actions of one election worker. So they threw somebody under the bus. And here's the humorous part is I don't, I don't, our, our um, case cited the incident of fraud as it was reported nationwide. You're in, That's you're right. in media. It, yep. it was nationwide reported. Hey, there was some fraud in Mesa County and forensic imaging um, discovered the fraud. And here's the humor of it. So the, the judge cites, you know, th- there, there's not, there's no consensus that this is even fraud. So she throws the examples out and says, you know, uh, motion dismissed or for expedited discovery, but not the case. The trial continues to move forward. And you the, still uh, have the, the opportunity though, because the lawsuit is moving forward. If the, mm-hmm. if the court doesn't dismiss it, you still have regular discovery process that still yep, allows you to do a number of things. Yeah, and, and uh, regular discovery, it's normally a 60-day process. And, you know, we were asking a judge to intervene and allow us to have earlier discovery and the remedy, of course. So I hope people understand that. And so instead of 60, basically it cuts it down to you know, right. 10 to 15. Okay, so, so we got about 30 seconds till we go to, to a break here. So let me give a quick commercial. Friends, I want to thank... Power Honda, you know, they sponsor the Power Buick GMC talk line, the the line that you can call in. MyPowerHonda.com is also a one of our sponsors. You're looking for a good, new, or used automobile, go to MyPowerHonda.com. We appreciate very much the fact that they are sponsoring both this radio station and this show. Now, when we come back, we're going to get into a little bit more about the dismissal of the expedited discovery and some things that happened because they made that request. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. My guest is Mark Thielman. By the way, this is not a live show. This is a pre-recorded show. We're blessed to have Mark Thielman joining us for the entire hour. So please don't call in. No, Mark, you made the expedited request. The judge threw it out. They got this declaration from the uh, Colorado attorney general, which doesn't seem accurate to me in any way. I don't see how one person Mm -hmm. could have, could have made the quote unquote errors because they didn't even know what was going on until they did an audit later at any rate. So you got a very curious uh, request from one of the voting machine manufacturers to do what? Well, the uh, uh, Stephen Jonkis, the attorney, um, was contacted uh, basically via the, the Secretary of State's office as well. Um, a notice that they wanted to uh, participate uh, in the trial, of course, on the side of the defendants, because we were we were talking or disparaging, basically, or alleging or alluding that their machines might not be uh, on the up and up. They they also submitted a whole bunch of answers to uh, some of the issues raised in the complaint which was really fascinating because they were kind of like non-answers. Um, they were the same answers that Shamia Fagan was giving, where they gave strong assurance that everything, you know, their, their systems are totally secure. Now, if their systems are totally secure, what's wrong with forensic imaging? Okay, exactly. This is my point. Exactly. And um, so I had, uh, I was having fun. I did a, a um, I, I had spoke to a group down South and uh, around the time that this had come in and I was sharing it, with, with just regular people reading right from their 
their concern and their response. But uh, Steve Jonkis, of course, the attorney calls me and he says, hey, you know, um, do we they want in? Do we let them in or do we say, you know, go pound sand? And I said, well, um, what's a kind, nice way of saying, you know, and I said something that was probably inappropriate, but, you know, the old uh, the old high <laughs> sign, if you will, letting yeah. them know they're number one. Yeah. Right. I'll leave it. Leave right, the audience. Right. Fill in the blend. Right. And and, you know, my position was, look, they, they've got multi-million dollar company. They've got, they've got lawyers. They'll force their way in if they want in. We're not going to open the door for them. Uh, let them force their way in and then we'll do discovery on them. Um, and so but what what's telling is, is for a company to be that aggressive to come to Oregon, which is the, you know, the most um, blue one party state on the West Coast. I mean, you know, maybe California can give us a run, but uh, things are pretty one sided here, as you know. Um, I thought that was very curious. And uh, what what our conclusion is, is that we were we are flying right over the target. <laughs> if you yeah, will. no, I, I think and, so. Uh, to get that kind of reaction, I, I think is is indeed that you're right over the target. I, I think they're very concerned that if discovery is granted, mm-hmm. you're going to be able in each of these counties that you have uh, that are part of this lawsuit, if discovery is granted in just one county, you can basically go to that county and you can look inside the machines if you wanted to, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so in other words, what you're saying is just so that everyone understands that there's 12 counties named in the lawsuit. And if one of those 12 counties comes out and says, we're not going to oppose the lawsuit, we're going to answer the complaint. Um, this, that automatically moves the lawsuit into trial. The, the, there is no dismissal proceeding for that county. And, you know, if everything's on the up and the up, the way that Shamia Fagan, because the Secretary of State's one of the parties, um, you know, she could answer the complaint, which you would think a Secretary of State would do. But instead, uh, what we're hearing is that she's going to push for dismissing the entire complaint entirely. But if if they say we're going to answer it, guess what? It automatically goes to trial. Now they the judge can grant the dismissal for all of the other 11 parties. But remember, it, we only have to go to trial for one party, but discovery applies to all 11. So um, that's that's something that, uh, you know, we're out we're out spreading the word on that. I appreciate you bringing it up on the show because I want people to know if people have a relationship with their county commissioners and they believe in election integrity and their county has nothing to hide. Talk to your county commissioner and tell them to support this lawsuit. Answer the claim. Um, don't don't just dismiss it and sweep it under the rug. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's look under the hood, kick the tires. Um, you know, especially if the uh, county is confident which all the county commissioners seem to be, that, that there is nothing wrong with the elections and they're completely secure. That's right. And that's, folks, I cannot stress what Mark just said. If you're in any of the counties that are listed here in the complaint, Marion, Lynn, Yamhill, Lane, Clackamas, Washington, Multnomah, Douglas, Coos, Klamath counties, any of them, and you know any of the county commissioners, you need to ask them to support going to trial with this lawsuit because Mm -hmm. we don't have the confidence. We, the people, no longer have confidence that the voting systems that we have in Oregon are accurate and that they are free of fraud. Now, what about your allegation about voter suppression? How are they suppressing 
voter participation well, and suppression. Well, again, if you don't have confidence in a system and, and, and therefore you choose to uh, not participate or participate cynically, which, um, you know, all, you know, being fair, Jeff, you know, you sounded a little cynical about the confidence statement. You just made. <laughs> <laughs> I that's was an example. Because of I am. Well, that, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's an example. You've been harmed. That's right. Uh, and, and so where did the harm come from? The harm has come from the government. The government is not supposed to harm you. The government is supposed to uh, uh, support you and empower you and work with you. And so the, the suppression is a general term, but it, it includes a whole host of applications. One application is complete disenfranchisement. I don't vote. I'm never voting again because it's all rigged. And, and Jeff, you, you and I both talked to people who uh, uh, are, are moving down that road. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know what? None of the elections are fair in Oregon and damn it. Darn it. Sorry. I'm moving to Idaho. We, yep. we all know people who have who moved to Idaho, right. Arizona, uh, Florida, you name it. I mean, we all know people who have done that. That's an example of of no confidence in an election being the, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. And then good people in Oregon leave because they want to live in a place that eat, that in which they can see their own values and their own principles working in their lives and in their government. We, we, have, we're, we are losing that in this state. So that's an example of what voter suppression is, all of its voter suppression. If you're a Jehovah Witness, um, you know, and I think you've heard, we've, uh, as I've gone around talking about some of these examples, um, there are people who don't want a ballot at all because their religious belief says, I don't participate in government. It's all about, you know, God's in charge. And I, my job is to focus on God. And I'm not here to disparage a single person who has that kind of faith or believes that way. That is their right in this country. But then the government forces a ballot on them. And that is immoral and illegal. Mark, we're going to have to take another yep. break here. Folks, it's the bottom of the hour. We will be right back with more of Mark Thielman. Okay, friends, we are back. Uh, this is a pre-recorded show, so please don't uh, call in. We've got the entire hour with uh, Mark Thielman. We're talking about... Uh, his federal lawsuit about voting. I want to remind you that the cold days are here. Winter's here. And if your HVAC system or just your furnace system is not working in your home or your business, you really should call Freedom Heating and Air. They get out to your place right away. It's one of the things they do best is their emergency services. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, 580-1456, or check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's freedomheatingandair, all one word, dot net. They've got great discounts for seniors and veterans. So please do yourself a favor. Be comfortable in your home or your business during the cold times that are coming at us. Call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456. So Mark, um, we, we left off talking about voter suppression and it's one of the elements that you are alleging in your federal lawsuit here against Samia Fagan and all of these 12 counties. Now, they are moving to have it all dismissed. And what we're asking our listeners to do, especially those that are in Marion uh, or Yamhill counties or Lynn counties that are the closest, if you have a relationship with your county commissioners, talk to your county commissioners, ask them to support the lawsuit by actually letting it go to trial. Let's, let's really see how good our election systems are. Now, 
in your lawsuit, you talk about the 2000 Mules documentary, which is irrefutable mm -hmm. evidence of yep. fraud. You also yep. assert that that's been going on in Oregon and that there are criminal mule rings harvesting in Portland and Eugene. Mm -hmm. Even though ballot harvesting is allowed by Oregon law, it's not allowed with the intention of committing voter fraud and you can't get paid to go do that kind of thing. Now, I, when we ran the 2000 Mules uh, documentary uh, at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, the man came up to me who I've recognized. He listens to this show and he's part of a group, very well-known group. I'm just not going to say what their name is, but a very well-known group of computer experts. It was his MOS in the military. And he told me the same thing, that they, they have identified two rings that have been committing 2,000 mules type ballot box stuffing in Oregon, and they even have names for their group in Portland and Eugene. This, this is a pretty powerful thing to say that it's actually operating here in Oregon. Now, has anybody tried to answer that so far in these questions or, or, or these responses or have you gotten to that stage in terms of your actual lawsuit? We haven't gotten to that stage in, uh, yet, but that's part of the process of, of getting to trial where all of that stuff comes into evidence. And, and uh, one is we're very aware of that, that what you just shared, it's very real. And um, there's even more than two, but it can take on a variety of forms. But here's, here's the issue is uh, the answer of the government to some of these allegations and a lot of the uh, the posts that some of some individuals in these rings are making um, and, and also some actual video of, of the ballot stuffer stuffing ballots uh, that's been submitted to um, um, battleground Oregon, which is my organization that's coordinating this lawsuit. And so I want people to know that, that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to think conspiratorially. You just have to look at the, the film of somebody stuffing so many ballots and then the cars pile up behind the drop box. And then they drive around and they're on the video driving around. They get back in line and they come back through and stuff more ballots in the, in the box. And, and it might all be on the up and up. That's the beauty of this lawsuit. We don't even have to say that that person's doing ballot stuffing or committing fraud. Maybe they're just a good Samaritan, you know, taking all the ballots for their neighborhood. in. for all we know, we don't care. What is the impact of somebody seeing that video? What, what impact could that have? Where does the mind go? And uh, again, why, why is that legal? Because the government has, has made That's it right. such. That's right. See, and, and it's, and it is having a negative impact on the confidence of the election, which is a threat to our democracy. It's a threat to national security. If we don't have confidence in our elections and, uh, Shamia Fagan, governor Brown, uh, soon to be Tina Kotek. Well, she was a speaker of the house. They're all culpable in creating this quote gold standard that's causing real honest hardworking people to not have confident or confidence in this system and even if they're participating to become cynical so another one of the claims that lead to that same conclusion is what mm -hmm. many of our local um, voter integrity transparency organizations like the group you spoke at last night is our, our little political coffee clatch and by the way folks i want to remind you go to battleground oregon dot org 
This is battlegroundoregon.org. This lawsuit is not cheap, folks. Please consider making a donation, and you can do that right there easily at battlegroundoregon.org. So the suppression is one thing, but now we have these citizens, Mark, that are out literally taking the videos, they're watching the drop boxes, but they're also looking at other things that are going on, like going out and looking for, well, like an awful lot of people registered to vote at people's homes or abandoned homes that nobody lives in or no like vacant lots, vacant buildings, supermarket parking lots and things like that. That seems to me that that also is evidence that can be brought before, not only in this lawsuit, but could also be brought to a sheriff. Now, have you factored that uh, into part of, it's part of your lawsuit, but is that part of the evidence you're asking people to bring you? So, so Mark, yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So it is all, all these voter integrity groups that are out uh, knocking on doors and and finding, you know, lots of people registered at places like vacant lots. That's all evidence that you're asking people to send you. And you can do that at battlegroundoregon.org, correct? Correct. And uh, they can send it to me personally if they want. Just mark at Battleground Oregon. There's also an info at Battleground Oregon. Either one works. Uh, .org. And it's so important. Um, you know, I recently shared with a group about, uh, I shared my uh, public records request. And this is what I want everyone to understand. When you go out in Canvas and you find out that there's 63 people registered to a rental or somebody or several people registered to a parking lot with no mailbox, um, all of those things are called anomalies. And that if you take them all in totality uh, and you share them with the public, most rational people get concerned. And uh, that's why it's important. There's a lot of people that, that would love to have a piece of this lawsuit. Well, it happens to be a class action lawsuit. So everyone that brings that evidence is technically a litigant and um, uh, can participate in supporting us. So, so I really appreciate you bringing all that up because it's so important. And that's what we're asking. But like for public records requests, every voter can do a public records request because their ballot and their envelope, they either mailed or, or turned in is a public record that is producible under or ORS 192, which is the public records um, law. And it's, uh, I encourage everyone to go in and ask to see your envelope. Let Make the county tell you what batch it was in, what lot it was in, and make them produce it so you know that your, your envelope was at least open. Now, what you can't know is if they ever counted your ballot. And the reason, Jeff, is, is that Lane County and Miriam County in particular, but most of the counties are able to print ballots on demand. They just print their own. And this is my issue uh, that I asked recently of the Lane County uh, Elections Office. I said, oh, you can print them. Yeah. I said, well, how do I know you counted my ballot and you didn't switch it out for another? And of course, the guy guffawed. Well, that's just not our process. Well, I understand that's not your process, but how do I know my ballot was counted? Guess what, Jeff? They don't, they can't tell me that my ballot was counted. They cannot, they have no process, no chain of custody. Now wow. in Florida, they do. My goodness. In Florida, you can track where your ballot went through the process up to where it's put in the machine. 
it doesn't tell you how you voted, but they can say your ballot was counted. If you did absentee and you mailed it in, you can find that out, but not in Oregon. And the best is they have no standardized logging or, or a process for someone printing off a ballot. So what's the stop? I'm not saying that this happened. I want to be real clear. But what would stop a bad actor from coming in on a Saturday, either before or after the election, printing off a bunch of ballots, filling them out, sneaking them in? So instead of putting, uh, you know, Jane Doe's, um, opening up Jane Doe's envelope, taking Jane Doe's ballot, seeing she's a conservative and switching it out for something that votes the way you think is going to save democracy. And this is my point. We don't have to prove that that happened. We just have to show that the state is allowing something like that to happen through their crappy process. And that'll be the fruit of what you're trying to achieve. Friends, yeah. um, we're, we're going to go to break in just a minute. I want to thank Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. He's a contractor that you can trust. I want to thank him for sponsoring this show. Um, he, he is a man of faith. He focuses on absolute quality. Go to his website and see it for yourself. It's called RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. Com. We're going to be back with our final segment with Mark Thielman. You don't want to miss how we end up here. Okay, friends, we are back. This is the last segment of today's show. We are, uh, please do not call in as this is a pre-recorded show. We're blessed to have Mark Thielman with us the entire hour. So, Mark, um, you are asking people, our listeners, to simply contact their county elections office and, and and ask to see their envelope with their signature on it and their yeah, ballot. And their ballot. And their yeah. ballot, right. Mm -hmm. and, and what's great is, and, and please start by email so you have a record yes, yes, of the interaction. Yes. And watch how your government, just watch how your government's going to treat you. Get ready for it. And well, this is my whole point. When the government charges ridiculous fees with public records and uses those fees or threats of, um, of, of suit, which, which some people have incurred doing this canvassing work. That is another form of voter suppression. It they is. are disenfranchising you. They're disenfranchising you. What they're saying is only wealthy people who can afford to pay our $54,000 uh, charge in Douglas County for the cast vote records, um, where Multnomah County charged 189 or 186 bucks, somewhere, somewhere in that range. It shows you the insanity uh, and, and just how pervasive the disenfranchisement is. Our government is here to serve we the people, not the other way around, but that's how they treat us. So what they're saying is, if you agree with us, great. If you don't agree with us and you ask questions or ask for records we don't want to produce, we're going to charge you an arm and a leg. So if they do that, once again, email it to Battleground Oregon. You have been disenfranchised. You are now helping the lawsuit. Thank you. But do get it by email, friends. I'm, I'm quite serious. Because you want that email chain so that you can send that to Mark at battlegroundoregon.org, battlegroundoregon.org. That becomes evidence to go in front of the court to show how pervasive and widespread this issue of government disenfranchising you. So, you friends, truly, you, you've got to, I cannot stress how important it is for each and every one of you to take a few minutes and Mark, on on your website on Battleground Oregon, you're you're going to have um, a template of of what you can of what people can kind of use as a request, right? Right. 
Um, I'm, matter of fact, uh, just real quick, because you cut out, I lost you for a second, but you're back. This technology is insane. I love that. Um, so, yeah, so um, uh, we're preparing to put that up. Hopefully, it will be up by tomorrow morning. There'll be an example template that people can use if they want, you know, if they don't know how to do it. You can literally, you know, just put in your name and, and, and follow the request. And uh, it also asks for any data, logs, or um, documents that record the chain of custody <laughs> for your ballot. And what, what happens is, is at some point in the process, they have to tell you that they have, whether or not they have the records. And usually they'll give a general statement. Some of these records, we are in our possession. But when you go to get those records, then they're going to charge you an inordinate amount of money. So you never pick them up. But you can ask them in that process, once they say they have some, that you can say, which of the requested items do you have? And please itemize them so I can evaluate whether or not it's worth the fee you're charging me. So, so this is the fun part about it. Excellent. And yeah, when they say they don't have a log, does that make sense? Right. Or a chain of custody for your ballot once it left your envelope, that's evidence in the case. I mean, how, how else? They, they need to be able to tell you your ballot was counted. They can't. Friends, this is why this is so important. Uh, if we do not have confidence in our election systems, our republic is lost. This great experiment in self-governance mm -hmm. is, is truly lost. And that's why we have to go forward with this lawsuit. And friends, that's why I urge you to make a small donation. I know we're coming up in the holidays, but you know, to make a donation to keep this lawsuit moving forward is so important. Again, you go to battlegroundoregon.org. You can donate there. And then the second thing is, please, please, when when this template is up, ask by email. Just put it in your own words, but ask for these things by email. And then whatever responses you get, especially if they're going to charge you money for it, send that on to Battleground Oregon uh, and it will help as evidence in the lawsuit. I also mm -hmm. want to remind you that if you are looking, friends, for, you know, just home remedies that are all natural. I use CBD, you know, for my pain. I grew hemp, as many of you know, and I did it for the CBD oil. And I sold it to an Oregon company called ProBioscience here in Salem, and they only use Oregon-grown CBD products and oil because it is the highest standard there is in the country. If you go online and buy any of their great products, their topical beauty products, their edibles, their pet kits, we use it for our dog, all of that, please use the discount code and get 15% off during the month of November. The discount code is ELECTION. So save 15% all natural pain relief. They even got pain relief that is guaranteed so that you can pass if you're in a sensitive position to pass a test. Okay, so it's hempandcbdoutlet.com. Use the discount code ELECTION to get 15% off. So Mark, wide-ranging lawsuit. Only the expedited discovery was dis dismissed. The entire lawsuit is still going forward. People can contact their county commissioners and say, please don't try to dismiss this lawsuit. People can also donate. And people can also um, write the email request asking to see their ballot, see their envelope, asking to see the data log files. And all of that is a resource at battlegroundoregon.org. You alluded last night at our little meeting that, and I know you can't talk too much about this, but there's more stuff 
that's about to happen. You just kind of want to whet our appetite on that a little bit, maybe? <laughs> well, well, the uh, I didn't start this process to have the court case dismissed. So we did a couple of things real quick so people know is there's a court of public opinion, like this very show we're doing right, right now. So a lot of people have filed lawsuits in Oregon, but then they don't market them. And we're out marketing because this is the people's lawsuit. This affects us all, you know, and it doesn't matter where you're at on the spectrum. Uh, all of us want our vote to count, and we want integrity in our elections. So, so with that, uh, if, if in the event all 12 parties uh, move to dismiss, uh, we will be amending the case, which is the natural part of the process. This is not unusual. Um, and we're estimating right now, based on the, the, the amended case that we're already been building, uh, it's probably going to be uh, expand from 40 pages to 500 plus. And, uh, and wow. we'll be adding more, we'll be adding more, uh, counties into the mix as well. So that is the plan. And it only takes one County to, to answer the claim and not dismiss to guarantee us a trial in federal court. And, um, there are some counties, that, um, where some commissioners and people who are aware of this lawsuit, as you know, Jeff, who are actually open to, you know, maybe, maybe this would be good for the state. So that's what we're hoping. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna see where we land. But there's a lot of options or uh, arrows in our quiver, if you will, that we're not gonna just roll over and say, "Well, we tried." Uh, we've seen that in the past, and we know that 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 is a, a disparaging and deflating has a deflating effect on people, and it only foments more great Oregonians moving elsewhere. We don't want that. So there's a lot of hope. Uh, trust me, we have a extensive plan. I'm very confident we're going to end up in trial on this. And when we do, watch out for us. I agree. And it's got to happen. Friends, we're nearing the end of our time here again. I want to just remind you, please go to battlegroundoregon.org. It's battlegroundoregon, the word oregon.org. Make a contribution. Um, make the request for your public record of your actual ballot and your actual envelope with your signature on it, and the data logs that go along with that, the batch number, et cetera. All of that stuff is going to be up there. Mark, we got a minute left. What are your parting comments to our audience? Well, I just want to tell people, I was just had a meeting earlier today, and there's a lot of dis discouraged folks out there, especially with the results of this final election. I want people to understand that um, in this state, you, the, the county gets to count and tabulate ballots seven days ahead of the election, but don't worry, they're not allowed to share the results. So uh, that's another <laughs> thing that I want people to be aware of. We'll be adding that to the lawsuit because if, if anyone thinks that human beings don't talk to somebody, their spouse, their best friend, their confidant, I got news for you. And that, that's another form of suppression because unless you tell both uh, governor candidates, the, give them an early sneak peek, that's, uh, that's not okay. And I, we have yeah, some evidence right. that some of that information was leaked. So I want to finish with that. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're at the end of our yep. time. Mark Thielman, ladies and gentlemen, battlegroundoregon.org.